0: It's only when we accept the authentic greatness within us that we can truly shine
1: and make a difference. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining yet another episode of Speak with Clarity, Confidence, and Charisma. I'm your host, Connie, and in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about tip Y: magnifying your message. So make sure to stay tuned, grab your paper, grab your pen, if you wanna find out what the three pillars are to being a confident
0: speaker in any situation. See you in a bit. Hey guys, and welcome once again. Today, I'm really
1: excited because we are joined by the excellent Elizabeth Valentine, a voiceover artist, speaker, and performance coach. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about this particular topic, because Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate by this idea of mastering your message. And I love this idea of you, your message, you know, the the inner magnification that you often talk about. So I think it's going to be really great. And I'd love to hear how you got started
2: in this area yeah of course I mean um, it is something that I am really passionate about and I've been a performer since I mean I think in my entire life my mum always used to say that I could sing an entire song before I could actually have an actual conversation as like a little toddler so (laughs) I've been a professional I've been paid to sing since I was eight years old I was always you know, imagining things and being a little performer and doing theatre and drama, but, but mainly singing and, and playing music. And I grew up, I, when I was 18, I moved to London from Denmark in pursuit of this dream of being, well, really being a star and a performer. So I had a voice. Um, but growing up, I always felt like I had to Make my voice smaller, make mm. myself smaller, try to fit in. Because I grew up in my like small town that was all about sort of sports and, and had that small town mentality of just conform, just fit in. And I wasn't fitting in. So leaving home at 18, I was like, I am moving away to try and be myself and try and, and, and have the space to be myself. And at the same time, you know, I was singing, in, I was in a pop band and really just expressing everything that I felt like I hadn't been able to express growing up. And you know, I grow up, grew up in a, in a beautiful, loving family that I'm so close to. But, but sort of in the, wider, in the wider sense, I felt like I had to make myself small to fit in. And that's painful. And I think that mm. that's something I see in a lot of the people I work with as well, is that it's painful when you felt like you were not right, you were not good enough, or you were not acceptable the way you were, which is why so many of us have put layers on top of ourselves in order to fit in. And then where is the authenticity? So I was in London, I was really exploring and expressing who I was, because I had really had no clue. Um, then I left the band I was in and felt really lost. I decided to start to actually study music. So I did a performance degree at the London College of Music, which was incredible. And at the same time, I happened to get a, like a student job. Well, it was just a job whilst I was studying, being the sort of holiday cover for one of Denmark's largest TV channels as the continuity speaker, as the brand voice, you know, when you go, and next up this evening, we've got the new episode of bloody bloody blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That, that voice. So that was how I got into voiceover. And actually when I got that job, my friend reminded me and he was like, wasn't that always your childhood dream? And I was like, oh my God, that was my childhood dream being a Disney voice. Cause I used to do all the voices and I loved it. And I was like, oh, I totally forgot that. Cause you know, we all have those dreams when we're kids. And mm. I am very happy that I get to work with Disney now. And for the past four years, I've been sort of overseeing uh, the promo voices for Denmark and making sure that, that they go out fine on air. And I've done a few little voices for them. And now I do the kids voices for, or the, Toy voices for Fisher Price, amongst other toy companies. So you know, I get to talk like that and sing, and <laughs> you know, and do all kinds of ridiculous yeah. things
0: <laughs> with my <That's> voice.
2: <laughs> it's really, do you know what? It's so fun. It's just and it's just nice to be able to use the voice in a different way because I still work as a singer, and um, but when I left uni, I felt just a bit. What do I want to do with myself? So that's when I discovered coaching. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Because I had lots of things I needed to work on, with, on myself, um, to kind of get my mindset right so that I could reach my goals. Because I had so many goals and so much I wanted to do. So the past sort of 10 years, I've really worked in that
0: segment and found that beautiful niche of, of entertainment, and self-development mm.
2: which is a beautiful space to be in because i have all my experience as a performer and then i have all my experience as a coach but then that is beautiful as a speaker coach because i work with creative people but i work a lot with business people who needs the creative side and who needs the performance techniques so to speak mm. Mm. And, and I kind of segued into it fairly organically because I was asked to do a workshop talk for, for the TV company I worked for, for the creative department, all about procrastination and mindset. And then someone, one of the big bosses came and said, oh, my God, you do such a great, you did such a great talk. I have to go and present to the big board and I'm a really shit public speaker could you help me and I'm like yeah of course so I worked with her and it was all very intuitively and that's still how I work of course I have all the tools and tricks but it's very Mm. intuitively feeling okay what is it really that you need in this moment and I think because I had all the all the fears of being good enough and the imposter syndrome and the, and the, oh, I have to be in a certain way in order to be acceptable. Then I, I can see that in other people as well. And that is, that is painful. And it's something that I want to help them get over because it's only when we really accept ourselves and the authentic greatness that's within us, which is kind of the foundation of all the speaker coaching work I do, is bringing out the authentic greatness that is within each of us. That's where we can really shine and really make an impact. Um, so that's kind of where it all where it all came from. And, and then when I left the TV station, I'm still the, now I'm the brand voice and have been since 2011 on that channel I was there for five years full-time but that wasn't my that wasn't my vibe so I still work for them I do all of it but as a but as a consultant so Mm. or a freelancer but then I was there in the going okay now I'm in charge of my own career I need to know about entrepreneurship I need to know about how to run a business because hey I'm just I'm saying just in quotation marks, I'm just the singer. What do I know about running a business? So I started going into the entrepreneurial space and I saw so many amazing people with amazing products and services and things that would really be of value to the world, but they couldn't express it. They couldn't tell you. And I'm sure that you've been in those, you know, back when we went to networking events in the real world. You know, <laughs> back in the day, right? <laughs> back in the day, yeah. And you're talking to someone for like five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you still don't understand what it is they do. And it was so frustrating. And I thought, I need to help these people be able to express themselves because you can have the best product in the world or the best service in the world. But if you're not able to tell people clearly
0: why it's of value to them to get it, then, then it's a waste. And actually, you're wasting that beautiful gift to the world.
2: Mm. Yeah. I, I really love what you
1: said about how, it was a really great quote. You said, it's only when we accept our authentic or the authentic greatness within us that we can really shine and make a difference. Yeah. And I think this is so key is going back into you, reconnecting to your value, your authentic greatness. And I know you, you work on this and you teach people how that the key to being a great and confident speaker in any situation is really working on, your your three your three points aren't they you talk about you need to work on you you need to work on your message and you need to work on your delivery
0: can you tell us a little bit
2: more about that (laughs) that sounds great yeah so so as I said you know when I started working with people it was very intuitively but the things that came up again and again was really what became my framework of working which is those three pillars you got to work on you you got to work on your message and your delivery because people come to me oh i'm afraid of public speaking oh i don't know i'm a shit public speaker and i'm like oh okay well let's talk about it they're like yeah i need to know how to speak with clarity or how to speak with um with impact or how to speak whatever how they how they have an image of how they need to be able to speak in order to be accepted or in order to make the impact that they want. And every single time it comes back to you, which is why you is the first pillar. Because in anything in the world, if you don't work, nothing's gonna work. Or it might work for a little bit, but if you have, you know, stories you tell about yourself, which we all have, we all have these stories that, oh, I am. So and so, which is based on probably something that happened when you were a child, where someone said, oh, why are you always mumbling? You always mumble. You can never be understood. Oh, people don't understand me. So then we integrate that story. So you have to unpick those and go, ah, OK, is this actually true today? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Or <clears throat> public speaking, there's a fear of public speaking, because actually when you were when you were in school, and you were meant to sit and read out loud and you couldn't because maybe you weren't, maybe, you know, you hadn't learned that much yet and then the class was laughing at you and you felt humiliated. So those kind of things we unpack and then really we unpack the value. And it's funny, I sometimes also coach people who are going to, for instance, job interviews. And I had one client at one point, and I knew that they had done something really extraordinary uh, in their in their previous career. And <clears throat> so we were working and talking about we were doing some body work just to get them to feeling really comfortable and confident and loosen up uh, in face of this fear of going to job interviews. So we were walking around. I thought, like, okay, well, tell me about, you know something. You've done in your career that you're proud of. And they're like, oh, well, you know, well, I guess I kind of did that and blah, blah, blah. And I say, like, I'm not inspired by that. Because you are not inspired by the fact that you mm. did this. So I said, let me tell the story. So I said, yeah, I organized this nationwide thing. We got the national press in, da-da-da-da-da. And you know, I spoke with my arms, I spoke with energy about this thing that this person had done and you could see their face lit up i said how do you feel if so if when when i'm telling you this how does it make you feel
0: and they're like yeah i mean
2: i'm really impressed Mm. so why is it not impressive when it's you telling the story why is it not impressive when you did that because i didn't do it i just told you the story in a different way, with a different energy. And I felt proud when I was telling it. Yeah. So then we worked on really integrating that. And, you know, I make people
0: tell, you
2: know, whatever it is that they have to say. It's like, okay, and now say it as if you are your favorite rock star. How would they deliver it? And especially if it's hard to really embody that pride of, hey, I did that, because we don't want to appear to be arrogant or bragging, uh, which is big things that come up. And I think especially for women, it's like, oh, no, I don't want to be seen to be bragging or tooting my own horn or whatever. Um, But then sometimes we can step into other personas that makes it easier for us to go, hey, I did that, until we're then ready to to be, okay, I'm my authentic self and I did that and I'm really proud. And you don't have to shout it in the rooftops, but you have to feel it within yourself if you are going to be able to share it with confidence. And clarity and go this is what I did and you know what I can pat myself on the back and really own that and the interesting thing is they landed a job at the most prestigious
0: uh, institution in their field the next week wow just by owning 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 the greatness that that is within you
2: and it doesn't have to be anything big it could just be hey i am a really great i'm really great at doing this part of my job and that is valuable because x y and z so you have to be a little bit sort of look at things from sometimes from a different perspective and looking in and go okay you know what that's something I'm really good at. But people find it so hard to accept that they are good and they are valuable and they really have. I mean, I truly
0: believe that each of us have value to add to the world. Mm. I mean, that's a
2: core belief and actually a core uh, value of mine that, that I think everyone has something to offer the world and when we don't when we're not able to offer it to the world I think that's where we feel very frustrated and feel like we're not living up to our potential and and then you get into a spiral where
0: life just feels unfulfilling and slightly off yeah mm. You know, it's one of those things
1: that I think we forget is a process of exploration. Mm. You know, we, we, we don't know until we know. You, you were talking in the beginning about how, for you, it was a process of exploring yeah. who you are by actually going out there and looking and seeing and exploring what, you know, people often talk about playing, you mm. know, playing with different things. Yeah, And only through going out there and seeing it from a different perspective, you know, setting that dominant intention. Okay, well, you know, let me go out there and try this. Does it resonate? Yeah. Does this resonate? Does So sort of seeing it as a way of connecting more with you rather than yeah. a way of failing like oh I can't put myself out there yeah because it's almost like you have to put yourself out there to fail to learn to own yourself in a way like we we need to experience and that's I think where a lot of people are not reaching that space where they can truly own their greatness Mm. is because we play it so it's it's like a uh well, circle, isn't it? Self-fulfilling prophecy. You oh, yeah. feel that you're small. So yeah. you, you're just like, oh, I need to keep myself small. If I'm small, then I'll be enough. But you're not feeling enough. So it's mm. like, in mm. order to feel enough, you need to make yourself bigger, but you're too scared to make yourself bigger. So how do we get ourselves out of that
2: spiral? Mm. That's a really good question. Another thing that comes mm. up for me when you were talking about
0: this is feeling that it's safe to explore and that that it's safe to actually be who you are. Mm. And, And I think, how do we get out of that? Well, sometimes we need a big old shove, to be honest,
2: to then see that, okay, actually it wasn't that dangerous. Uh, it reminds me of one time I was uh, I was doing a lot of songwriting and performing at at that point in time. And there was this songwriting competition or something. And one of the things that, you know, we got, all got given a dare to sing a verse or a chorus of your favourite song in a public space and have it filmed and then be sent in. This was like before we did. It was, this was before everyone was doing silly things on uh, you know TikTok and Instagram or whatever and I felt sick and and I was remember, and I'd been with a friend because I was singing on one of his songs so we'd been in the recording studio all day so I don't have a problem singing in front of thousands and thousands of people but this thing of standing up and and having to do something that was so terrifying to me at that point. Cause I was like, oh my God, people are gonna judge me. What are they gonna think? They're gonna be like, what the hell is
0: she doing?
2: And he was like, no, when we get, because we were on our way to somewhere. And he was like, right, when we get to King's Cross tube station in London, I'm gonna film you, you're just gonna do it. And I was like, ah! and I was like, I'm gonna throw a blah blah, blah, blah. You know, had the whole big freak out in my head. But he said, no, you're just going to do it. So mm. we get to King's Cross 2. And I just think, and he's like, right, do it now. And I burst into song. And of course, people are looking, but it's London. Who cares? So I burst into song. He's filming it. And we post it up online. And afterwards, I felt like there was nothing I couldn't do. There's nothing I couldn't do. And the adrenaline and the rush and the pride, actually, in having conquered a fear was amazing. So there is that saying, the thing that you're the most afraid of is the thing that you should go and do. Mm. Only to break through the fear. And I had that actually a couple of years ago. I saw Oprah walking on coal, hot coals. With Tony Robbins and I've always had such a fear of fire and I just had this voice inside of me going Elizabeth you have to do that it's the scariest thing in the world you have to do it and I was like <laughs> so anyway I booked on to do the fire walking with with Tony Robbins and the whole day I was just like oh my god I'm gonna be sick yeah. It is very scary, yeah <laughs> it is terrifying and but it was so interesting and he said well you know, some of you are going to be dramatic about it and blah, blah, and I said to the guy next to me, I was like,
0: that's me, I'm going to be dramatic about it.
2: <laughs> and, and I thought, I was like, oh my God, what, when I fail, it's going to be so humiliating, I'm going to feel so shit when I'm going to be standing in front of the fire and I'm not going to be able to do it. And then I'll go home and feel like a total failure. And this was the story in my head the whole time. So anyway, we go out and it takes like an hour to get out to the thing and it was very odd. And everyone's chanting, yes, yes. And I was going, what, what am I doing here? And all of a sudden I stand in front of the fire because all of a sudden you're just there. And I'm like, oh my God. And, I, and, I, and they kind of go, right, you have to make a move. And then you do this thing three times. You're like, yes, yes, yes. While you're making like a power stance. And they go, now go. And I kind of went to take a step and I was like, I can't do it. And then I just walked over the coals. And it felt, I couldn't feel anything. And then afterwards yeah. you're supposed to celebrate and you're like, yeah, I did it. And I just thought, well, that was pff, blah. And I thought, wow, <laughs> what a lesson that yeah. we fear something. And then when we do it, it's like, oh, actually it was, it was nothing, mm. but it's the, fear, it's, the, it's the fear itself. That's actually the biggest block. To do anything and that was a really good that was a really good personal lesson for me that hopefully will be maybe resonate with some
0: of your listeners as well um that yeah. that in the exploration stage sometimes you have
2: to do something that scares you but then you also look at okay what's the worst thing that's going to happen
0: mm.
2: you know what's the worst thing that was going to happen me singing at King's Cross Station, that what people are gonna ask me to stop or that they're gonna laugh at me? I mean, I knew I had a voice, so I was like, okay, they can't come at me for that, but what else? I mean, is someone gonna stand and point at me and go, ha what's she doing? What's the worst thing that's gonna happen walking on coal? Okay, I might burn my feet and then my feet will heal. Mm. But when we are sitting in that fear
0: state, of going outside our comfort zone we don't think rationally because we're in that
2: you know deep lizard part of our brain where we just think oh I'm
0: gonna die it's like well you're not gonna die you might feel uncomfortable but you're not gonna die
2: that's a really roundabout way to try and answer your question yeah
1: and that's and that's really great because I think that that is a fantastic final tip for us to give everyone listening is what is that one thing maybe that they can do today mm. to dare to be you? You yeah. know, what is the one thing you can, you can commit to doing today yeah. That, I mean, I just, I love what you said about how, you know, so what? I burn my feet and then what? And then my feet heal. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> what what is that one thing that people could do yeah. to face their fears? And I don't know if you have some maybe easy ones that people can do. I often talk about, uh, you know, people don't like maybe doing Facebook Lives. They could do mm. a video message to a yeah. friend or a voice message to a friend, or sort of on the low end of the, the fear perspectives so that, that there may yeah. other ideas come to your mind as to what? something we can do to dare to be our authentic greatness. Mm.
2: Well, really it's decide who you want to be because we all have a vision of who the greatest I think we do anyway, I do. But uh, who is the greatest version of myself? What is that version of me that I feel like I could be? Because Mm. all the people listening to this are presumably all people who know that they could play at a higher level and they want to, which is why they're listening to this, because they want to
0: actually step into that you know, a higher vision of ourselves and then say, okay, but
2: what would that person do? If I am
0: the greatest version of myself today, what would I do and what do I want to do? And if you're afraid of doing a Facebook live, do a Facebook live
2: about being afraid of doing a Facebook live. And keep it short and just do it. The first Facebook Live I did was actually someone, again, who pushed me because he did lots of Facebook Lives in the beginning of Facebook Lives. Mm. And he said, well, I'm just going to interview you on this Facebook Live. We're just going to have a chat. And I was like, "Okay, let's do it. Because then actually it was a lot safer because someone else was filming us and we were just sitting and we had no preparation, no nothing. And he said, right, boom, let's do it. And it's something, yeah. just jump, jump into it. If you want to do a Facebook Live, if you have a desire to do it, pick one message. We say, hey, I'm just jumping on this Facebook Live today to just wish you all an amazing day. I'm going to go and do this today.
0: And, you know, whatever.
2: It can be whatever. It doesn't really matter. And keep it to 30 seconds, a 30-second live, a one-minute live. It doesn't really matter. Just commit mm. to taking that one little step. And you
0: know what? If you mess it up, you can just delete it. What's the worst that can happen? Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
2: And listen also, mm. I just want to speak directly to each and everyone who's who's listening. Don't deprive the world of the great things you have to offer the world Hmm. don't be selfish with your gifts you know share them
0: and yeah and and you deserve to be great wow thank you elizabeth thank you so much for joining us today my pleasure it was a lovely
2: lovely talking to you and um Yeah, and it got me thinking about a lot of things that I hadn't necessarily thought about
0: in a while.
1: That's what's great about connecting on that sort of, I always see it as that infinity sign connecting people Mm. is like as the energy flows, you know, the energy grows. So thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us.
0: My pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. Take care. Wow. And as always, some really, really powerful words.
1: I just love today's podcast, especially, you know, the the idea of daring, daring to be the greatest you, you know, being open to facing your fears. And, you know, if you burn your feet, that's okay. you will heal. And the process of burning your feet and finding out how to heal will connect you inevitably more deeply with who you are, your message, and how you can authentically share that and deliver that message in alignment with what your greatness is. So thank you so much again to Elizabeth for sharing our words. As always, if you haven't already, make sure you click on the link below and download your ultimate A to Z guide of powerful public speaking tips and find out more about Elizabeth in the description below. As always, thank you for listening and I look forward to seeing you in
0: our next episode for more insights on how you can fully express all of who you are. See you then.